thank you that you're here even in our fellowship, even in our time of getting together and popping balloons. God, your spirit is among us. Yeah, we just pray right now, God, that as we enter this time of worship, that as we sing songs to you, the Holy Spirit of God, you would invade our hearts, invade our minds, invade our time of worship, God. We just pray, God, for wonderful things, miraculous things to happen in this time. Bring us closer to Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Somebody say
called never gonna leave me dry we believe that that God is never gonna leave us dry so if you just want to just in feeling if you just want God's Holy Spirit to fill you up come on would you just lift your hands and just say fill me up God come on I need you to fill me up oh fill me up Lord Desperation 
Just cover everyone right now from the enemy. God, that you put a shield around them right now God, so they can worship in Jesus' name. We take every thought captive that doesn't align to your will in Jesus' name. We take it captive in Jesus' name. Come on. Put a shield over them right now, God, in this time of worship. Come on, would you just worship him right now? Oh, he's making our way. You have a try, no you don't. Come on, things may not be going as you may think as your life. You may be going through some confusing times right now. You really want to cry out loud. You really want to cry out to your father. Come on, 
Sometimes we don't do that throughout the week. And if you look at it, this may be your lifeline to talk to the Lord. This may be a safe haven. This may be a place where like, you really think about the things of God. Come on, I'm going to challenge you right now to step outside what you're normally used to doing in these times of worship. And just offer God your praise. Come on, just talk to the Father. Come on, just talk to our dad. Come on. Closer to you, God. Bring us closer. Bring us closer to you,
I just feel just led by the Holy Spirit. Challenge you in ways that we probably haven't done for a while, which is good. That's what I want everybody to do in this place. In the attitude of worship, not losing a step right now, what God is doing. He's in this place. I want you guys to go and get lost in worship right now. And I want to give some instructions. Just maybe this is your first time and I said something like that, get lost in worship. You have no idea what I'm saying. This is what I want us to do. We're just going to come before the Lord and just pour out our hearts. The Holy Spirit's in this place and He loves to make that real. He loves to make that known to you. So instead of just being words that we're singing, that you're just following after me, this is what we're going to do. This is not a library. And I want you guys to go ahead and speak it out. All right? Encourage each other what you're praying for. Come on. You guys are going through some things. I already know some of the things that some of you guys are going to be going through. You know what I mean? Ain't no shame. We come before the Lord and we ask God for strength. We come before the Lord, we just worship Him because we know that He loves us. And like any good father, when you know that God loves you, when you know that a father loves you, He's going to take care of you. But even more so because of who He is and that great love, we're just going to go after Him right now. So an attitude of heart of worship, come on, would you lift your hands and just say, God, come on, say it out, say, God, I want you to fill me up. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I want your Holy Spirit power. Go see, I want your Holy Spirit power to come move upon me. To give me power. Come on. To give me strength. To give me boldness. To give me courage. So that I can feel your love. So right now when I count to three, I want you to lift up a shout of praise to the Lord. And I want you to worship Him like you mean it. One, because He's worthy of the praise. Two, because He's alive. And three, because He's here right now. Come on, shut up. For the second chances in life. Oh, you want to Oh, come on, let out your bow. I thank you for the third, the fourth, the fifth, and sixth chances. Oh, you never fail. You never fail.
Sing it out. place, God, that as we transition to the things that we have, God, I just pray that you would fill us up. And God, you never will leave us dry. You'll never leave us in a place, God, where we'll be looking, we'll say to ourselves, it's never worth it. It was never worth it. God, we know that when your spirit leads us, God, you take us from glory to glory, and sometimes you take us through things in life, and, and you'll be with us, God. You will allow us for go to things in our lives, but you will be with us, and God, we're just comforted knowing that. God, I pray that in this time, God, that as we continue to worship, that God, your spirit would move upon people, and God, it would lead us towards Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Come on, and everybody said, come on, give the Lord a hand, clap of praise, come on. Before you make your way back to your seat, come on, look to your neighbor and say, he's never going to leave you dry, come on. Everybody want to put me in a box. Nah. They trying to 
figure out what category I belong in, man. It ain't no category for this. Yeah, so I figure let me help them out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I think it's about that time. I'll tell y'all something. Look, 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 look. I am so authentic. I'm so authentic. They try to figure me out, but this is not a gimmick. High hip high. Don't act like you don't know me. What? We got the same mama. Don't you try to disown me? I am so authentic. I'm so authentic. Hello, hello, hello. You guys are kind of everyone sleeping here or what? If I can get you guys moving this way, just please, 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 please. And then you guys, well, you guys are pretty squished up. Let me get you guys to stand up for a second. Stand up. I know you guys are tired from running around the balloons and stuff like that. Who's tired? Yeah, I need you guys to stand up. Come on, big kids. Oh, yeah, I'm sassy. Um, I need you guys to shake it off. Come on, shake it off. Come on, Jacob, get up. Do we need to go on a timeout today? No, right? Let's stand up for me, please. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Are you ready? You ready for this? Touch your toes. Do it now. Touch your toes now. Simon says, do it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, I want to welcome you guys to. Oh, you guys did it anyway. I was just kidding. I was half kidding. All right, I'm going to have you guys do the standing up. We're going to try this out, okay? As I said it before, we have a chant. It's what, what, right? So when I say elevate, what about this balloon? This balloon too? This one's yours? It's okay, I win. That's the name of the game, I win. So this is what we're going to do. We have a chant. It's elevate what, what, okay? So I'm going to have this side say what just once, and then this side say what. I know you guys have fewer people, but I'm pretty sure you guys can get louder than them, okay? So when I point to you guys, that's when you guys are going to say what. Ready? One. Are you ready? If you're, say, if you're ready, say I'm ready. You guys don't sound like you're ready. Are you ready? Is this side ready? Is this side ready? Oh, is this side ready? Okay, ready? Elevate! One time, guys, one time. So I'll point to this one and this one. Okay, one more time. Elevate! Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Anyways, well, clearly, I already won this side, won the team. If you want to transition to that side, go ahead and do it. We are at Elevate, guys. Elevate. We start every Friday at 7 30. But when we're moving to the new campus, we're not going to start at 7 30 anymore. We're going to start at 7. So every Friday at 7 from two weeks on, okay? Um, okay. Jacob, come here for a second. Come here. You're, you're my favorite person today. Everyone clap for Jacob. Say, yay, Jacob! Hey, Jacob. 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 You're just going to repeat after me. You don't have to read. So repeat after me, Jacob. Say vision. Vision. Loving God. Loving God. Loving people. Can you put it together? Vision, loving God, loving people. So, Jacob, what's our vision? Loving God, loving people. Job, Jacob. Yay, Jacob. What's your name? Here, come here, Bulls fan. Come here. Come here, Nick. But now you're going to say our strategy for us, all right? Our strategy... Is connect, mentor, send. Can you say it for me all together? What is our strategy, Nick? Connect, mentor, and send. 
Good job, Nick. Good job. I'm not going to leave you out, Mariana. Come here. <laughs> Come here. All right. And then how do we, how do we, uh, how do we love God and love people? Connect them to what? Uh, how do we mentor them? Talk to them about what? And then where do we send them out to? <laughs> we send them, okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna stop towards you guys. So our vision here at Mentor Praise is called Loving God, Loving People. Our strategy is to connect, mentor, and send. And how we connect, mentor, and send you, first we connect you to the cross, meaning right here at service, we talk to you about Jesus. We we um, present who Jesus was. We present the power of what Jesus can do, right? And then we mentor you, meaning in like the 101 or something like that, discipleship. Have you guys heard of discipleship before? Have you heard of our 101 class before? If you haven't, I'm going to talk about it in a second. But we mentor you about Jesus, meaning we talk to you about the cross, we talk to you about what Jesus did in your life, and we talk about how you can do that in your life. Once we've equipped you through 101, we also send you out and we make you talk to people we don't make you, because at that point you want to, right? You talk to other people about Jesus. You tell them about what Jesus, Jesus did in your life. Sorry, I'm kind of still sick, so I'm going to lose my voice in a second. But, um, thank you. So we're going to talk to you about Jesus, send you out there, and make disciples, okay? Also here at Metro Praise International, we've changed our name, guys. Metro Praise International, we have a goal to set up 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches to plant and 500 churches around the world, okay? If you guys can believe we can do that, can you say, say amen? Amen. Next slide for me. Thank you. Okay, so we have an Unashamed Tour, okay? Unashamed Tour meaning it's a hip-hop concert. One of my favorite people are going to be there. I absolutely love all of them right there, okay? All of them. You have KB, Tadashi, The Cray, Tripoli, Pro, Annie Mineo. We have Propaganda, and we also have um, Thistle, which I don't really know about Thistle as much, but the tickets um, go on sale now, okay? They've been on sale for the past two, three weeks. And they used to be 20 bucks. Now they're $12. Come on out. We're actually purchasing just tickets today. We also have an opportunity to win a free ticket. Okay, maybe we'll, we'll throw in an extra one in there too as well. But bring your friends, okay? Today kind of counted. Next week counts. The person that brings the most friends is going to win that ticket, okay? So I talked to them personally. They lowered the ticket price for us to $12 because, you know, I know how to do that. I know how to work and haggle, right? So it's got the Congress Theater. You guys know where the Congress Theater's at? Uh, Milwaukee, whatever. All these <laughs> rappers and stuff go there. So our friends are going to be there. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to meet up at the old church, or not the old church, but the new location. Sorry. At the new location, and we're going to meet there at 5, and we're going to head out from there. So if you want a permission slip and more information, talk to any of your leaders like Stephanie, to myself, to Adam. To Tito, to Lawrence, you know, if you guys want to raise your hand so they know who you are, just talk to them and they're going to talk to you guys about it and we can tell you more information, okay? Another thing we do out throughout the week is 
is the life group this tuesday i usually run life groups you know i usually lead it we usually get into the world we usually play monopoly and i usually beat everyone or we play spoons you know so anyways i'm just kidding not really but we play games we have a fun time we, we celebrated maria's birthday last last week so everyone give her a happy belated clap okay but this tuesday i won't be there can we say ah yeah, I won't be there. I'll actually be at work out of Chicago. Um, but Adam will be there. So Pastor Adam will be there. It's going to be a fun time. Every time you run live groups, it's pretty much unforgettable, okay? So if you have, if you want Adam's number, right there on the screen, guys. 773-425-393. Go to him, shoot him a text, bother him, blow up his phone in service right now. Because I know you guys text. And Stephanie as well. Do you have number 773-544-9902, okay? So talk to them. Hit them up throughout the week. Say what's going on this Tuesday. And um, just let, let them know if you have any more questions, okay? Tithes and offering, my favorite part, my favorite, favorite part is tithes and offering. Why? Because this is where we really make it like intimate with the Lord, okay? Tithes and offering is not something that I made up. It's not something that Pastor Adam made up. Not something that church, you know, people made up. It's really a command from the Lord, and he commands us. It's a commandment, just like thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not lie, stuff like that. It's a commandment. We have to tithe 10% of our total income. Okay, meaning you make 100 bucks throughout the week, right? You get a $100 allowance. I wish that was my allowance every week, right? It'd be $400 deep in the month, actually. But it's 10% of that. So $100, 10% of $100, you move the decibel over, 10 bucks. So 10 bucks out of $100, that's okay, right? You leave $90 to yourself and you give $10 to God, right? That, that money that goes in the buckets here, doesn't go to like people, it goes to the church. We go to maintain the church. We go ahead to like be able to run programs like this, run programs like the concert. We do that to build the church and to reach out to you guys. Cool? So and then anything after that 10% is called an offering. Okay, so that helps out with this mission, that helps out with building funds like brands, it helps out with missions like giving money to foreign um, lands and stuff like that. Okay? Can you give me the next slide please? Cool. So we're going to have an example out here. Our example number today is $45. Can anyone tell me what 10% of $45 is? $4.50. Sorry, my braces aren't the best. Okay, so if he says, you're wrong. Kidding. $4.50, okay? So that's what it is. You guys kind of see what happened there? 45.0. This is an imaginary zero like your math teacher would tell you there. You just move that over that way. And that makes it 4.5, meaning $4.50. Not that hard, right? Not that hard. If you want to use a calculator, go ahead and use a calculator as well. Okay? All right. Um, thank you for standing this long. We're going to be seated. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, we're going to say the scripture together, okay? Together. Together, meaning when I say 1, 2, 3, we're going to say Acts 20, 35, and then the rest of the words under the pool. If I can get my lovely, lovely first time visitor, Jocelyn, come help me out with this one. Come here, boo. Come on. <laughs> You're not really first time visitor. You've been here before. I'm just going to have you say one, two, three, okay? At the count of... Okay, one, two, three. You're just going to say it out to me, and then we're just going to say it together. Okay, ready? One, two, three. 
if you guys can just bow your heads and we're gonna get ready to Thank you, God, for um, just this time of worship. Lord God, I pray, God, that you just continue to bless these students, God, um, financially and spiritually, Lord God, that they be able to just grasp of who you are and what you want to do in their lives, God. Um, if any financial problems are going on in their family, Lord God, I pray, I pray that you bless them, God, so they can be a blessing, God, that they will give cheerfully, Lord God, and not just because they're burdened to give, Lord God, or just required to give, but because they want to give unto you, God, to build your church, to help out people around the world, Lord God. So continue to just speak to them, to just be with them, Lord, um, throughout the remainder of this service and throughout the remainder of the week and life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool, so you guys can come up and place your offerings and tithe in here, okay? Mike test one two and two and many many men welcome 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 if I can have this side of the room just scoot as much as further possible down that way I don't have to just walk all the way to preach to y'all hallelujah someone say hallelujah someone say like you're awake today say hallelujah hallelujah and many men today I want to talk to you a little bit about prayer someone say prayer right off the bat you guys are like, man, I know he's going to talk about praying. You need to pray. You need to pray. But um, before we get into what I want to share today, how about we pray to start our sermon about prayer? That sound like a good idea? Amen. So let's bow our head and close our eyes. Oh, God, we love you. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are a living God. You hear our prayers. You see us even now. You know us intimately. You have every thought in our head. And God, we pray that as we talk about prayer, that God, you would give us your spirit so that we can know your mind. Your word says, who can know the mind of Christ but the spirit of God? And we ask that the spirit of God would be upon every person here whether they've been to church for the longest, whether they just came in today. God, we pray for such a revelation that you will take them where they're at and in their life, God, you would increase. We pray this, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So really quickly, I want to talk off or start talking about prayer. If you guys can open up your Bible's book of Acts, Acts chapter 1. And we're going to get started a little bit. You know, I'm going to do a little bit of reverse. I have my notes ready. I'm going to start from the end and kind of work my way back up. I just feel like it'll be easier to talk about. But the book of Acts takes us to a place in history. It takes us to a time in the, in the church, in the early beginnings of the church, 
And we see how the Spirit of God, how the actual Spirit of God came upon people. Because before this time, not everybody had the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when you get saved, you don't just say your prayer and you're all good? Like you're all Gucci. That's what everybody says nowadays. So I'm going to be saying I'm Gucci. I prayed. I went to church one time. I prayed. I went up there. They prayed for me, put a little bit of this and that. I'm good. But did you know that when you pray, something amazing happens? It's actually wonderful that the fact that God said that he will send his Holy Spirit in your life. What does that mean? Does God come around us? Does he just kind of like, as, as we pray, you know, the Bible calls him the, the Holy Spirit. And the, and you, the, um, the King James Version talks to the Holy Ghost. So what, is God a ghost? Does he come around? That when we pray, we're up here worshiping God, does like a mist come over here? And like we're just worshiping a mist? Like what really happens? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, God, comes inside your life and he makes you new. I want you to be aware of that. Because this, we're talking about prayer. You cannot do prayer on your own. It's not just mumbling words. Okay? Prayer is an act that it's communication, but it's prompted by the Holy Spirit within you. So I, I want to start by reading Acts chapter 1. If you can go to verse 8. This is getting good. Verse 8. 1, 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says this. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I'm going to read it one more time. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's about to go to heaven. He has his body, and the disciples are looking at his hands, and they're seeing where the nails went through. They're looking at his feet. They can see that that it really happened. And Jesus is saying, listen, I'm going to give you some instructions. And he tells them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And further on, if you, a little bit more, if you read a little bit more into the context... Jesus tells them to go wait in the city of Jerusalem and pray. Somebody say pray. Jesus gave them specific instructions. He didn't tell them, go inside the city of Jerusalem and start witnessing to everybody that you know. No, no, no. Jesus' specific instructions said, go back into the city, wait, and pray. So they went into that city. They weren't doing anything because God had told them to wait. So I'm just betting to myself that after they're praying, maybe one day goes by. And they're thinking to themselves, like, man, what's, nothing's happening. He told us to wait. Are we sure we heard him right? Maybe he said to go in and then maybe you wait for something else. And they're, they're probably waiting a couple of days. And the Bible says that they were in the upper room. You know how our building's two floors. First floor, and this is the second. They were in a building like that in the second floor. And the Bible says that all of a sudden a wind came rushing through the building, shook the entire place, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to make note of that really quickly because I want to make you guys aware what I'm doing right now. I'm giving you the Word of God to bring it to the front of your mind so it makes you aware. So as you are aware of these things, you know what's available to you because at the end of this, we're going to be praying. And we're going to be asking God for some crazy things, and it's not going to be happening because you're just saying it, because the Holy Spirit of God is interceding, amen, is interceding through you. And I'm going to get a little bit about that. But the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit of God came upon them in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verses 4, you can just get there, all of them were filled 
with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What's happening here? The disciples had the Holy Spirit of God. God came upon them, and now they're speaking in tongues. They're speaking in these languages, and that's not just Spanish. It's not just Aramaic. It's not just Greek or Hebrew. They're speaking in tongues. And at this point in time, in this particular instance, they started speaking in different languages. And at that point in time, another thing to understand the context, there was this Jewish festival called the the Pentecost, and a lot of people were there. So what happens is God comes in power. Like never before, comes upon the disciples, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Now they have the Holy Spirit inside of them, just like you. And they start speaking in tongues. And some wonderful things start happening. The Bible said that that day, about 3,000 people were saved and added to their number. Isn't it amazing? Just picture it. If you were there, God's shaking a building. I'm not talking about like, you feel that? Yeah, shook. I felt it. No, I'm talking about like you're sitting down and you're waiting for something and the whole place is shaking and you're thinking like there's an earthquake. I don't know if you guys ever experienced something. How many of you guys experienced an earthquake of some sort? Have you guys have been around it? Nothing. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, okay, the only one. Jeremiah, okay. Cynthia in the back. I don't know about you, but I've had people who have experienced it. It's kind of frightening because you don't know what's going on, but you see everything like, oh, uh-oh. And the Bible says that the building shook. It was shaking. The Holy Spirit came upon them. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. The Holy Spirit upon them. Now open up your Bibles to Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6. We are talking about prayer. Amen. But I could not begin talking about prayer without talking about the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tie it in for you guys a little bit. I believe that prayer today for the Christian is most vital. I believe that if you call yourself a Christian, but yet you fail to pray, you fail to be a Christian. (laughs) How about this? No one on the streets walking in the city of Chicago can be alive if they don't breathe. You guys cannot be here unless you're not breathing, unless your lungs are working, doing exactly what they were created to do. And it's the same concept. If you call yourself a Christian, it's really, really hard to be a Christian without prayer. And if we, in a moment of honesty, just think about it this week, if you just look back in your week and everything that you had to do, maybe you did some good things like homework. How many of y'all had homework this week coming back from school? Well, right, you were staying up all night getting it done because you had a whole week to get it done. You weren't doing it, free thinking, right? But now, you know, we we get back in school and and, and that. How many of you guys understand that? I forgot where I was at. Dear Lord. (laughs) Prayer, Matthew 6. Homework. Breathing, living. Dear Lord. Like the, literally the thought just, that's, that's happened maybe one other time. Your voice is making me laugh. Let me see. <laughs> just want to talk about Jeremiah's voice now. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going to go with that. We're just going to exclude everything about going back to school. School is good. Do your homework. <laughs> but we just got to go to school do our homework. That's what he was talking about. Amen. No, 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 no. 
Okay, we're just going to go back to that. The breath, okay, being Christian prayer. Okay, wow. Dear Lord, I just pray, God, that you focus my mind right now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Talk about prayer. See, this is the thing. I kind of want to give you an example about prayer and tie it in a little bit more. My, my thoughts are just going everywhere. I have no idea what's going on. But the idea of why I wanted to talk to prayer, and I, and I believe that, you know, with us moving and things like that and, and so many things happening where we do feel in this, in this church as a leadership, things are happening. And I'm just saying things are We say that a lot. But I'm talking with some of the leaders, and some of you guys are catching God, you're catching the Holy Spirit, and God is moving upon your life. And this is not just fake stuff, amen. And we're looking at everything, and I'm trying to, I sit back and try to like see the picture as God drawing, like, man, okay, you're doing that, you're doing that. And it's amazing. And one of the things as a pastor that I'm charged to do is to be able to, to lead you guys out, to be able to help you guys understand what's happening as God moves in our life. And one of the things that we need to understand that we can't get around it is prayer. It's so important. It's sometimes the last thing that we do. You know, we can come to church, we do everything, but we don't pray. Think about it this last week with the busyness that you've had. That's where I was at. With the busyness and everything that you had, going back to school and doing homework, right? And everything that you did. Think about how much time you spent in prayer compared to the thing to Facebook. Just Facebook alone. Did the time you spent on Facebook outnumber, was it more than the time you spent in prayer? Right? How many of us in this room right now, by a show of hands, would consider yourself, I'm saved, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus. Just by a show of hands, come on. I'm saved, I love Jesus, right? So we understand that in this place, like listen, that is us. And coming to the place where you now talk with God is the next step for you guys. And, and, and sometimes I, I feel weird even saying that because I remember back when I was in youth group, I hardly prayed. And I thought to myself, man, why is it sometimes hard to pray? You know, every time that, I, that I'm around youth and I talk about prayer, the, their demeanor, just, just right? Sometimes the, the prayer meetings that we have here in the church are the least packed out, the least exciting things that we come to. I mean, I don't want to say that and say that's what, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, it, it, but if, if you look around people, they don't get excited about prayer. And I want to put this in the forefront of your mind. Listen, you cannot be a Christian without prayer. Prayer, what that is, is your talking, your communication with God. I love the fact, I always use this illustration, if you're in love with somebody, and generally the time of, uh, of what's that holiday in February? Dear Lord. Valentine's Day, generally everybody comes out the closet and says, oh, I like you, I love you, I this and this and this, right? And we know that we would freely and openly profess our love for people, give them chocolates. So I remember last year we did that, I brought like a whole thing of chocolates, I started passing them around. And I just remember that if we express love to somebody, there's a, a communication and we talked about that. Did you know that when you become a Christian, God wants you to pray? God wants you to talk to him? And some of the most pathetic, some of the most boring lives, Christian lives, is those without prayer. Your Christian life is going to be the lamest thing ever if you don't pray. And I'm not talking about praying for food. And I'm not talking about whenever things only go bad, because that's good too. But I'm talking about having a lifestyle, having a discipline of prayer. Prayer is not a bad thing. Prayer is a good thing. That's the thing that will get you by. 
That is like your lifeline. How many of you guys seen the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? We've all seen it in some sort of way. Nobody's won the million dollars for like two people. But you know that, that idea of a lifeline, the idea of when you're in trouble, guess what you do? You phone a friend. If you don't know the answer, do 50-50. If you don't know what's going on, you can swip, you can swap the answer. Or you can swap the question rather. And sometimes we treat prayer like it's the last lifeline. But as I was praying just this week and just how I was talking, God was saying, listen, they need to understand this. This is a first thing they have to do. And I want to give you guys this, this uh, Matthew 6, 5, this verse over here. If you guys are there, just say amen for me. Amen. It starts off saying this. And when you pray, Jesus is talking. He says, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, somebody say, my Father, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. I just want to give you this idea. Jesus, God, is now teaching the people how to pray. Oh, and I tell you what, it would have been something amazing to have been there, but we have the Word of God, and let's just go ahead and paint the scenario. This is one of Jesus' most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. It starts in chapter 5, and Jesus gets into the subject of prayer, and he has the people listening. He says, listen, when you pray, this he gives them specific instructions. Jesus could have said, listen, say 10 Hail Marys, say five Our Fathers, do this, do that, and you're good. But Jesus specifically says and gives clear instructions. He says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. That's pretty easy. Right? Who are the hypocrites that Jesus is talking about? He does not name names, but later on in the book of Matthew in chapter 23, he calls the, the Pharisees and the scribes hypocrites. So he's probably referencing them. But Jesus says this, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by men. One thing that when I read that I understand from this passage is that prayer is not about you. So many times when we come into the place of prayer, and I want to qualify this, and sometimes, what do you mean? I can't pray? i got to ask. The, no, I'm not talking about petitions. So many times when we come to the place of prayer, it's about our stance, and sometimes we have the wrong heart. We sometimes think like, God, rubbing a magic lamp, right? God, you're a genie somehow. you got to come and do this. Grant me my three wishes. And the attitude of our heart, the position of our heart is all about us. But that is the last thing. That is actually the wrong attitude. That is actually the attitude that will kill out your driving wanting to pray. Because you'll notice you'll start praying and only for yourself. And if you can only see yourself, you're not thinking right. And so Jesus says, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by men. But I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, someone say, but when I pray, go into your room, close the door. And pray to your Father who is unseen. I love this. Jesus is saying, listen, when you pray, I want you to go to your room. Okay? Opposite to the hypocrites, opposite to the Pharisees where everybody can see them, go to your room. Go to a more secret place. Close the door. No one's around. Just you and him. And pray to your Father who is unseen. 
He's saying, listen, I want you to, to get away from everything, from the busyness of life, from the craziness of family, from the craziness of your friends, from the drama of Facebook. Get away from it. Log off. Okay. Get to a secret place and pray to your father. I love the language that he used, your father. Then your father who sees you and what he sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. One of the very things that will hinder you in your prayer, in your time with God, is if you just focus on yourself or if you just have nothing to give God in your time of prayer. What do I mean by that? I have nothing to give God. Well, we have nothing really to give God. But one thing that you can give God is your time. Yeah. All right. It's not like I'm going to get into the secret place and get alone and get away from everybody and say, God, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> God, man, I messed up. Like I haven't been spending enough time as I know I should. God, here's, here's this or here's that. But you know, the best thing you can give God is your time. Quickly, open up your Bibles to Jude. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. Hallelujah. But you, dear friends, as you guys are looking it up, we have it up on the screen for time's sake. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. I want to give you this example. I was actually hanging out with a friend yesterday. I was getting some homework done at Starbucks, and he was there, and we're just hanging out. And he started telling me about a trip that when he went to Japan, I started talking about, like, hey, what are you going to talk about tomorrow? I'm talking about prayer. And I'm like, man, I got this story. Man, it just kind of relates. And, and so this was a story. He was in Japan about a year ago. And he went with some friends for school, and he's studying out there, and they're traveling and doing everything. And he asked some friends, one of them is a girl, and she's kind of like her attitude, her demeanor. She's more of the tough. She can do it all. And she's the type of woman that throughout the entire trip, she has been solid. Like she's been helping people, cooking, cleaning, doing things like that. And it got to this point where they were all, you know, um, halfway through their trip, they were doing something. They were traveling on a train. And they get onto the train, and this lady comes up in the train, and this train is packed. And this entire time she has been serving, she has been doing things, and she's kind of had, she's been a little stressed out. And when she gets into the train, seeing it's so crowded, she, she just freaks out, and she yells out, panic attack! And she curls up into a ball. Literally, my friend is watching all this happen, she just yells out, people are on a panic attack, curls up. And he's like, oh, okay. And he comes up, hey, sweetie, we, okay, we got you. Don't worry about it. We, we got you. And they pick up her bags. They move her to the place. But he said that when that lady, when her friend, she couldn't take anymore, she realized it. And instead of trying to make it work and try to, like, Oh, I don't know if I can do it. She just, I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm closing my, I'm shutting myself out from everything around me right now. And I just can't take it. I'm just going to be right here. And they were sitting down with her and they were comforting her. And I'm asking them, like, dude, how's that going to relate to prayer? You know, how's that? He's like, do you know the opportunities that Christians have that when things happen in their life, you guys have the opportunity to call on the name of the Lord 
for example, when temptation comes your way and you are struggling, you have opportunity to say, Jesus, you just enter into the spirit and say, God, I want you to guard me right now. God, take everything off. I, I block myself from every distraction, any temptation that may come my way. And Jesus, I pray that you will control my mind. And Jesus, I'll allow only you into my life right now. Isn't that amazing? That us as Christians, we have opportunities throughout our week. You see, and I kind of want to relate it to this. In the busyness of life, when we think about things, and it's just like, man, how many times do we think about God? But at the same time, at those times when it's even a thought, how many times do we actually engage our thoughts in prayer? Temptation coming to everyone. How many of you guys pray and say, God, deliver me from my temptation. Help me out. I love that example how he uses it. He says, man, in the spiritual, Christians have the opportunities to get to a place where it's just God in them. You understand the opportunity and the availability and just the grace, the love, the peace, the joy, everything that comes with knowing Jesus is available to you. I'm not talking about, well, I got to wish for it more. I'm going to keep on wishing. And if I keep on wishing, no, you have it even to right now. Where if you just say, even if I'm after Adam's preaching, I can just say, God, come into my heart right now. And the Holy Spirit will move upon you. That's prayer. You know, not just, okay, guys, pray. But I want to make you guys aware of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. I'm not just talking about like, oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. Hallelujah. I love AJ. I was waiting for him to say it. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. But how many times, opportunities, guys, think about it. When you're in school, say, listen, God, I want you to deliver me from the temptations in this world. <laughs> God, only you can come in right now. God, you control my thoughts. Nothing else. And enter in a time of prayer, God, you control my thoughts right now. Jesus, pray for every distraction to be gone in Jesus' name. That's prayer, y'all. That's prayer. And the Bible says that you build up your most holy faith. Jude 120 says this, but you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? I want to teach this and, and I want to kind of pray. If you guys can stand to your feet for me, please, in closing. The Bible says this very profound. He says, but you, dear friends, he's talking to Christians. He's talking to the people of God. Build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but when I read that, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray. And how can you pray in the Holy Spirit? How do you do that? Jeremiah, how do you pray in the Holy Spirit? Lawrence, how do you pray in the Holy Spirit? Cynthia, how do you pray in the Holy Spirit? How do you do something like that? The Bible teaches back in Acts when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit came upon them. I'm not just talking about prayer like, God, I love you. We love that, right? God, you're good. But I'm talking about a type of prayer where you're speaking in tongues. Hello? Where sometimes you may not have the word, but the Bible says in Romans 8, it says that you may not have the words, but God, the Holy Spirit, through groans and utterances, he prays and intercedes for you. I'm talking about allowing God into your life in such a way, not just saying, oh, I, I got to pray, I know how to pray, but allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you in prayer. Amen. With all eyes closed in this place, why wait? Why talk about it? Let's do it. Here's, I want us to be very specific in this place. 
Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that your presence is here. God, we believe and stand by faith that even now you are ready and you are willing and you want to speak to us. Holy Spirit of God, I just pray that you will search our hearts in this place. I just want you right now prepare your hearts and minds. You can play some music in the back. This is what we're going to do. It's just going to be a prayer exercise. And just even that, don't even think about an exercise. It's just us coming before the Lord. This is what we're going to do. Prepare your hearts right now. I don't know what he's going to speak to you. I don't know how he's going to move, but this is the general direction. We want to be able to start speaking in tongues. We want to be able to come before the Lord and say, God, move in power. Holy Spirit of God. Fill hearts in this place, oh God. Fill hearts in this place. Some of us, as I talk about the Holy Spirit and being filled in the Spirit and praying in the Spirit, that may be foreign just to give you just a quick understanding. We're asking God to come upon us. And when God comes upon us, the Bible says that utterances just another language it's not English it's not a language that you know but another language comes upon our mouths and we start to utter it and sometimes it sounds like gibberish it sounds like I don't even know what it sounds like we can listen like ah, that's nothing that I know and that's fine because the Holy Spirit is move on you in such a way where it's only him so I know this is what we're gonna do preparing for the Holy Spirit God we pray for every student in this place you prepare their hearts you prepare their hearts to receive you, Holy Spirit. God, we want you to move in power. We want you to move in glory. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray right now and build up your most holy faith. Come on. All in this place. Build up, the whole, build up your faith, guys. Come on. See, even right now, the enemy would try to distract you, even try to make you feel awkward for speaking in tongues, to make you seem, why are you doing that? That's so weird. Your friend's not understanding it. But that's the exact point. It's God's power. This is something that probably we have been accessing, something that we haven't been doing, but we're doing it now. The Bible says that this Holy Spirit of God comes inside our lives. And this may seem foreign, this may seem weird at first. And let me trust you, when I first started here, I was like, what in the world? But it's the Holy Spirit of God coming inside people's lives, and He's changing us. Do you think in heaven that they're speaking English? Do you think that in heaven the angels are speaking to each other in Spanish? Come on now. This is way beyond our minds, and I want you right now just to pray and ask God to open up your heart. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to release you guys to pray. This is our focus, that God would fill us up with His Holy Spirit. Okay? Alright? God would fill us up with His Holy Spirit. And at the same time, His Holy Spirit would remind us throughout the weeks of the opportunities we have to come before lift things up in prayer. Amen. God, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. And God, we just pray that your spirit would fall upon us, rest upon us, God. 
right now in this time, every person, God, every person that might feel awkward to even pray, God, just even say, God, or ask for forgiveness. We come against that in Jesus' name. And God, we just pray, Lord, you would have every heart just open to what you're saying in this time and this place. In Jesus' name. Come on, I release you guys anywhere in this building. This is what we're going to do for the next 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. We're specific. We're just praying. You're asking God, God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Come on, if there's sin in your life, you can ask God, Lord, I ask God you would break the chains off. Come on. Come on, just find a place in this sanctuary. If you want to come up to these altars, these altars are open. God, we're very deliberate. God, we want you to move upon us. We want your spirit upon us, God. Oh, we want you to move, Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit. Come on, even now, if you're feeling weak in your spirit, if you're feeling weak and you can't pray anymore, if you feel like you've said it all, I want to encourage you to break past it, to break past the complacency, to break past your tiredness, 
The Bible says that the Holy Spirit of God is willing and understanding that it's our, it's our commission. Come on, there's so many things you can begin to pray about family, your life. Come on, for grace in your life, for the mistakes. Some of us, the reason why it's hard for us to even begin to pray is because we have a guilty conscience. Our conscience convicts us of sin. And we feel like we're not worthy to come before the Lord. God, I just pray for grace for people's life right now in Jesus' name. We break that lie that they aren't available, that they, your spirit isn't available to them. God, you want specifically them to come to you. God, make it aware to us. Make our minds aware and awake to your grace. That you are a forgiving God. You're a loving God. And if we haven't taken prayer serious, God, you forgive us. And you give us seconds, third, fourth, fifth, second chances, God. Right now in Jesus' name. Oh God, would you build up our faith in this place to be people of prayer, to come before you and to believe and to hold on to your word that you are mighty, that you are moving even amongst us, God. We believe it, we hold on to it in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, about another five more minutes. Listen, if you're praying and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you guys to just challenge yourself, begin to speak in tongues. Come on. Build up your faith. Come on. It's not something that we do so we can feel goosebumps. Prayer is not something to make us look more religious. It's our time to come before the Father. It's our time to come before Jesus and bear it all. It's our time to come before God and say, God, I need you. Come on, would you take this time? Don't pass it up. Don't pass it up. God, we need you. Your people need you. We come before you. We lift up our prayers and petitions. God, before you, we need you. We need you. Come move in power amongst us, God.
morning. Closing, I just want to share this short word. Today we learned a little bit, we read a little bit about the secret place. See, the secret place is where you talk with God. The secret place is just you and God time. As I was praying, I just heard the Lord just saying, I'm calling my sons, I'm calling my daughters back to the secret place. And the image and the visual that I've got as soon as that word finished through was a father running to their child and embracing them. And I could see the child talking to the father. The child has so many things to say. And the countenance of the father, he was smiling. And he was aware. And he was listening. God is calling you to the secret place. It's not in vain. It's not in vain when you come and you pray to God who is unseen and you close that door. It's not in vain. And he's calling you to it. He's calling you to a lifestyle to deny your flesh. When you don't feel like it, when you may brush it off, it's not important today. He's calling you back. I'm calling my sons and my daughters back to this place. God, I pray for students, Father, they may be hearing this for the first time. God, I pray that as they hear this, God, you make it alive in their spirit. People's first time hearing this, God, you make it alive in their spirit. That, God, they'll be drawn to you in times of prayer. That, God, they probably prayed very little before, but, God, they'll be drawn to you by your spirit, God. And make those times alive. Make those times full of grace. Make those times, God, full of power. God, I pray this specifically throughout the week that as we come closer to you as a body, as a, as a youth ministry, God, we will be sons and daughters committed to prayer, committed to the secret place, committed to knowing you in that private, intimate time where you've called us to. And we get to call you Father. This week, I challenge you as, you as you pray to God, would you call God Father? It's not weird for you to call Him Dad. It's not weird for you to call Him Daddy. That wouldn't be weird at all. The Bible says He is our Father in Heaven. And God, we just ask right now that Your grace would be upon us. This week, God, fill us with Your love. Father. We ask for more of your Holy Spirit. We ask for more of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit of God. God, we thank you for the opportunity we have this week to come before you and pray. Last couple of moments, just think of my name. It's not in vain. The work is in vain. It's what you call us to pray for. God, I pray for families right now in this youth group. Families that may be going through hard things. God, I pray for peace for students' lives right now. God, you know who we are. We love you, God. See you through this week. Thank you.
guys can stand to your feet. Well, it's not necessarily a funny story, but I always read it just like I kind of get a chuckle. Jesus was being led to the cross, and he was actually, before he was led, he was praying, and it was intense prayer. And he was praying to his father. Jesus was praying. If Jesus prayed, we pray. So he was praying, and he leaves his disciples. Hey, listen, he tells them, guys, I'm going to go over there and pray, but I want you to pray. And the disciples like, okay, we got it. All right, we'll pray with you. Jesus goes, and he's having intense prayer. And he's crying out to God, and the Bible says that he comes back, and he finds the disciples sleeping. They're knocked out. I, I can bet you that they started praying, oh, Father in heaven, they're crying out. You know, their energy kind of left them like. And Jesus is coming back. The Bible says he was praying so intensely that he started sweating blood. And he comes back and he probably has a face. And you can see blood, uh, drips of blood coming down. That's how intense he was praying, sweating blood. And he comes back to the disciples and Peter and he's like, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're saying, oh, oh. could you not stay awake but for one hour? And he told them, he said this, he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many of us can attest to that? So many things we think about all the good things we can do for God. Even now that as we're sitting back, like, man, I want to do this for God. I want to do this for God. But throughout the week, we're just so weak in our flesh. Come to that place where you realize that, realize that, God, come give me the fire right now to wake me up, not to be complacent. You guys can't afford not to pray. You cannot afford not to pray. Go pray. Well, what do I pray for? You pray for whatever you want. Well, what's something that in your life that you see that really you want God to move in? Well, right now, my family, go pray for your family. But prayer is not only just asking God for things. If that was prayer, that'd be some boring prayer, right? This week in life groups, I'm going to get a little further into the study of how to pray. Okay, just some things that I've learned growing up and even in the faith, it's like, wow, that's awesome. And now when I pray, my mind is specific. It's, I know what to pray for. It's, it's, you know, systematic. I'm thinking, I'm praying through things and boom, I'm giving God praise. And then I come before him and I'm thanking him. Like, God, I'm just going to, God, give me a new Mercedes or God, to save my family. It's not like that. It's, we come before God. God, you're God. Position your heart in such a way where you realize that. Not just, are you just another person? He's God. He's God in heaven. You can't see him. The Bible says he's un- Jesus, he's unseen. Pray to your father. He's un- you are God. I am praying to God. God, you are mighty. God, I'm just a little ant in this creation that you have made, that you spoke. Got to come before you right now. I humble myself. Humble yourself before the Lord. Amen. I love that when you think about that, who God is compared to us. Come with that attitude in the heart. God, I want you to move in these times of prayer with me. And if you don't know how to pray, come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. I will teach you. We're not going to pray for you, but we're going to help you out. Amen. We love you guys. Look to your neighbor and sincerely say, I'm praying for you. Amen. I mean, here's what we're going to do. Just that kind of awkward. I'm praying for you. Later. (laughs) Pray. This is what we're going to do. I want you guys to go ahead and take about maybe 30 seconds and pray for each other. Just one person. Guys were guys and girls were girls. Just pray a quick, short prayer and just pray, God, pray you bless them this week. Amen. Go ahead. Put some music on in the background for me, please.
Flashes of light and rolls of thunder, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid.
Lifted high, be lifted high for your glory. Be lifted high, be lifted high, be lifted high for your glory. Be lifted high, be 